Behind every good story is an interesting person. This is Person of Interest with Q102's Jeff Thomas. Well, actor Jeremy Piven has enjoyed a long career in television and film. He's best known for his role as movie agent Ari Gold in the hit HBO series Entourage, which aired for eight seasons and won Piven three Emmy Awards and a Golden Globe. He also played Harry Gordon Selfridge in the PBS series Mr. Selfridge, and he's been seen in countless movie, television, and stage roles over the last 35 years. But it hasn't been a smooth ride for Piven. He was the subject of sexual misconduct allegations dating back to 1985, allegations that he has vehemently denied and taken a lie detector test, which he passed to support his assertion of innocence. These days, Piven is trying his hand at stand-up comedy, a field in which he's dabbled in the past but is now taking more seriously. He was recently in town for a set of shows at the Funny Bone Comedy Club in Liberty Center when he came in and talked with us on the Jeff and Jen Morning Show, and we thought we'd share that interview here. Jeremy Piven is this week's person of interest. Thank you for coming. Oh, man, there's no place I'd rather be. (laughs) (laughs) Said absolutely no one ever. This poor guy, man. At 7 o'clock, and I know, right? Oh, my goodness. It's dumb, isn't it? What time do you normally get up? I, you know, it's hard to say, but if I don't have to wake up early, I really don't. You have a background in comedy, so these people who were surprised that you're doing stand-up, I guess, shouldn't be, right? Uh, Yeah, I grew up doing um, sketch comedy at Second City, and been on stage since I was about eight years old and probably done about 70 movies and many TV shows and, and all roads lead to stand-up, basically. What made you want to decide to do this? I mean, you're a wickedly successful actor. Well, they, they told me that I had an opportunity to do morning radio in, <laughs> in, in certain areas, and I went, you know what, man? I hate sleeping in. I want to I, I hang with strangers. I, I want to look at signed Andy Dalton jerseys at silly o'clock. No, um, you know what? I, 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 I love making people laugh and, uh, it's just, I, I remember doing some charity in, 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 in LA at the laugh factory and I had such a great time. And the idea of like coming up with a joke, you know, when you're by yourself that you think is funny and then having a group of people laugh, you know, it's addictive. And I, I just, I got the bug and I'm, I'm having a blast. And, you know, a comic recently said to me, man, are you, are you making people laugh from the beginning to the end? And I said, you know, I'm really not, and I'm viciously mediocre. No, I said, I, I absolutely am, and it's it's the great th- thrill of my life because you know when I do, they may know me, you know, from Entourage or whatever. And um, I'm going to help the listeners at home because they, they, they don't have <laughs> the visuals. voice. Yeah. I know the voice. The yeah. voice is very recognizable. Yeah. Though. Mm-hmm. So so if they may you know know me from those type of things, then it's a chance for me to get in there and for them to get to know me and figure out selfishly who I am and what I think is funny and observations, stories about my life, uh, impressions. Um, I do a, uh, 47 minute puppet show. No, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. With all of those different types of comedy, you're obviously you write, you know, you do improv. There's a lot of prep work. I would, I would imagine that goes into it. What has it been like in the room? How has it been dealing with hecklers and just cutting your teeth kind of? Yeah. You know, I'll never forget the first time I, I got up there. And as I said, I, you know, I was pretty much born my parents have a theater the piven theater that a lot of people you know went to and stuff and so i was very you know i'm very at home on on the stage and the stand-up stage is completely different i just remember 
it was very surreal. I just remember being up there going, well, this is home, but I'm terrified all of a sudden. And I literally was pinned against the back wall and couldn't come downstage. Really? And it was terrifying. And Russell Peters, who was performing with me, had to literally just bring me down. He had to physically bring me down. It was like it was like being on you know on a really tall building, and I was afraid of heights. And then since then, it's just been great to get my sea legs and uh, and just just do these shows and uh, and get better. And I'm doing you know I did 250 shows last year, and uh, so I had to do five to eight shows a week. So you know I mean the reason why you know who I am is I have a work ethic, and I'm just a stage actor from Chicago, and so I took that work ethic into stand up. And here we are. And when you talk about that work ethic, you've done a lot of, like, you've had a lot of roles. I've heard you talk about this where you maybe had one line in the whole movie, but you use that as an opportunity to really capitalize on, maximize on that, and get directors to really notice you. The intention was to make it as funny as possible and and to get more scenes um, so that I could, you know, maybe get out of the pool house because I was living in the pool house. No, but like, you know, any 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 one of the first 40 movies I did before Entourage, even, you know, Rush Hour 2 with Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker, my only line was, may I help you? And if you watch that film, I just go on and on and on. And that's what I'll say to anyone who wants to kind of, you know, make it and, and have a career is just be overprepared. And then so that when you when they do call your number you're ready so that like with me i'm doing a scene and they don't yell cut so when they don't yell cut i just keep going yeah so i said to chris tucker you know so you got the mochaccino skin let's put a dead animal on you <laughs> buttercream buttercream crocs skin buttercream what's below the waist mystery meat and he goes hey sweetness and i go little kim it's spicy i'll go pull some items and um, that's basically, that's how you do it. That's how you do the damn thing. You just got to come ready, ready, ready to. Ready, prepared. And it, it kind of like off. I am with this interview right, right. now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the speed of uh, right now is very different from the Ari Gold that some of us may be used to. Your energy, you know? Yeah, but like yeah. even, but Ari Gold, that character was originally yeah. supposed to be like a background character, right? Like yeah. in the first episode, how much screen time? Every character they? I've ever done is supposed to be a background character. Um, no, Ari Gold had one scene in the pilot uh, with the great Kevin Connolly who played E, and we were at a sushi restaurant, and, and my character was saying things, just insanity, and uh, I just knew that it was a great show and that people are very curious about the backstage life of Hollywood and, and the pedigree of shows surrounding us, you know, like Sopranos and Sex and the City. We just were in great company and if we all just kind of worked hard and did our did our jobs and we might have a shot and we did and we got lucky and it just goes to show you like our show ran eight years in a movie like now you know it's just there's so much product out there that's hard to cut through it all you know so not you know it's hard for a show to to get people's attention did you like doing that that type of format the tv thing where it's year after year after year do you prefer movies Uh, TV was, TV's great. That particular show was, was amazing because it was shot in LA. I was living there and it was an ensemble show. So it was the, it was the perfect scenario for me. I could, you know, lay low and get ready and come out firing as opposed to just like maybe being on set every single day, you know, um, and that you're always playing catch up, you know, running home at night, learning lines, getting back. But with Ari Gold, you know, the other guys were out, you know, at a pool party living the dream and then they smash cut to me yelling at Lloyd in an, in an office. Yeah. You know, 
it seems like so much fun and you're so good at it and you're obviously successful. I just think it's such a ballsy, brave thing to say, I'm going to try this. You know, I'm kind of unproven, especially now. it's, It's nice of you to say that. But for me, to be honest, like I'm a stage actor. So for me, it's. It's what I know and, and kind of what I do best. And stand-up is a, is a different gear but the same engine so that I can adapt and adjust and uh, and get in there and, and go for it. And I'm actually shooting a documentary about the journey. And so, you know, it's gonna I'm going to give people a chance to see what, what this was like for me. Because we haven't seen that yet, I don't think. Someone out there that we know, that we have a reference for, trying something new and and making a fool of himself. Yeah, what? the vulnerability in that. I mean, it, it, how is that a challenge? What about it is the the toughest well, putting yourself out there? Yeah, I think I, I think if you know your limitations and you know, okay, listen, the thing is, if I hadn't done my work and I hadn't gone out there and really, um, you know, got a ton of reps, went into you know even dive bars and and tried my material. Um, until and honed it until it was really right, then I, I, I wouldn't have earned the position to be in a mall in Liberty Township <laughs> next to Forever 41 and the Rusty Chuckle Bucket. <laughs> no, I mean, I've got to, I've got to tr- you know. It's humbling, though, it, right? It, uh, it is humbling. Yeah, the first time I bombed, I was at a little dive bar, and I just remember bombing so badly that I thought, not only am I not funny now, but I've never in my life been funny. Ever. There's never a moment when I've actually, it, it, it actually reversed any funniness that I ever had. It made you question. Everything. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I got up there and I, I, I my first line was, uh, you guys are probably wondering what I'm doing up here. And some dude goes, yeah, man, what are you doing here? <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, 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 this is not good. I don't think this is going to go well. What's it been uh, like, uh, like seeing America opposite of the L.A. lifestyle? Well, like being I, here in Ohio, I think yeah, every room well, is different, right? Yeah, no, I love it. You have to understand, I'm from Chicago, so this is yeah. this feels like home to me. Um, but my first job out of college was with a guy named Chris Farley. If you can remember that far oh back, oh my goodness! And yeah. that was uh, at Second City, and so they would put you in these uh, these these vans, these Ram Charger vans, and you would just go around the country and do stand, and you would do do stand up for you and slip, do sketch comedy, and. I basically thought I was living the dream. I thought, literally, this is the greatest job in the history of jobs. It doesn't get any better. With him. Uh, oh, my just, God. Just, well, they separated us because we were, we were both problem child. Oh. <laughs> yeah. We had to be separated. But, yeah, you, you're in these vans, and I just thought, wait a minute. I get, I, I get to sleep in a van. I get to, like, go around and get paid to, do, to, 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 to be funny. I just thought, this is it. This is, it doesn't get any better than this. And... Uh, so that was incredible. And so that's part of my background, you know, so I love seeing the country and, and meeting people that, um, you know, that may, that may have a reference for me and they may be fans or whatever. And I wouldn't have gotten a chance to meet otherwise. Do you think he looks like John Cusack? I think that he, let me see. With I, glasses th- I think there is a, yeah, there's a, there's something going on there. Isn't there a yes. little bit? That's the celebrity oh that, God. yeah, that you we know, always you know say. Cause he, he does. Like, he does look like he's in the family. He's definitely in the Cusack he could family. Be rela- now you're good friends with John, right? Yeah, you Big definitely bets. look like. You're, are you are you black Irish? Are you? Background? He is Irish. I'm thirty seven percent Irish. Thirty seven percent Irish. There you go. 
How about that? I'm 60% Cherokee. <laughs> I love when people say that. It's like, shut up. No, you're not. You're not. No one is. But you've done like you, what? You, know, you can't say Eskimo anymore. Do you know that? Really? What oh, is, it? What is the politically correct uh, term now? Um, I think it's um, frozen uh, Native um, Indian. Really? I don't, know. No. I don't know. But it's something what, like that. It's several the, words. No, but that, See, already, already I might have offended someone. Yeah, you just probably by, did. But no? that needle is moving constantly. That PC yes. needle is moving constantly. Correct. And you're getting into comedy at a time where yeah. I, I, I don't know what's funny anymore. To is me. that yeah. hard to navigate? It, it is hard to navigate. Um, at the same time, you got guys like Dave Chappelle who are brilliant and, and, and fearless and doing their thing. There's so many great Bill Burr and Jim Jeffries and all, all those guys and Eliza Schlesinger and, and, and there's, there's a Ali Wong. I could just keep going forever, but I, I think it's, I think it's your job to figure out how to be funny. Cause we all need to laugh right now. Like, um, God, there's so many jokes I want to do right now, but I can't on the radio. Are you dirty? I'm not dirty, but you swear a lot. Jeff's got the delay on. I don't swear a lot. <laughs> I don't swear a lot. But there's, but there, yeah, but there, I have to say, there are some jokes that like are coming up in my head right now. And are these jokes that are just coming up <laughs> off the top of your head, or is it all like planned out and calculated when you're on stage? How much of it is improv and how much of it is sketched out? Well, that's, that's, I mean, the, the, the journey of a stand up is interesting because you, you, you figure out what your act is and, um, that can come. That's just a lot of trial and error. But the reality is to be, you know, to be responsible to your audience, you do need a set, you know, and so you know the bare bones of where you're going to go with it. And then every audience is completely different, you know, yeah. so you got to see like, okay, what are they getting? You know, maybe it's, maybe it's a, you know, a right wing crowd that you might throw, throw a Trump situation out there and they get confused. And then you got to call an audible, right? <laughs> and, um, and then, you know, you're talking to the crowd and something comes up and you, so you have to be able to, to think it right on your feet, but that's sometimes where new great material comes from. That's what keeps it interesting and fun for you, I would guess. Yeah, absolutely. But sometimes I just get people just screaming, Lloyd! <laughs> <laughs> and then, nice. you know, and then I just go, I'm sorry, sir, do you have Tourette's? Okay, what's going on right now? Is there any chance that you would ever reprise Ari Gold if a movie opportunity or something or some kind of reboot presented itself? And you know, it just would it would just depend on the situation. It's interesting because right now uh, I feel like I mean, even the other night, I don't know if, we, if you guys saw this, but they they did a special uh, where Woody Harrelson played Archie Bunker. Yeah, saw that. Yes. That was amazing. Jamie Foxx. Right. Um, George Jefferson. And and, and it Marissa did well. Tomei. I'm sure it did well, because I think that all that stuff is like comfort food. You know, I mean, you even see that, like, there are certain shows on Netflix that are trending that are shows from 10, 15 years ago. I think people, you know, podcasts, you know, radios is, is huge. It's bigger than ever because I think technology is moving at the speed of light and it's, it's kind of separating us. We're all have our noses buried in Snapchat. And I feel like a a rotary phone in a Snapchat world because I'm a kind of a caveman. I can relate to that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm doing. It's like, you know, it's like everything's moving at the speed of light, you know, suddenly like, you know, they're putting now a, a, a baby face on top of your face 
and then it just keeps going. And then there's these gifts that they that they put out there. Right. And, gifts or gifs, whatever. Yeah, yeah. G- gifs is that what you call them? I don't. See, I, don't yeah. <laughs> I don't know. People say and, both. And then and then they'll send it to you. And then they and then they're like, "Ha, huh? I am hilarious." Like, <laughs> I don't know if that's you. Did you create that? Did you create this baby face situation? No. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I, I don't know where the exploding eggplant button is. I feel like at any moment you're going to say, and Jeremy, the truth is, this actually isn't being recorded. No. <laughs> we, we, just, we just wanted to see you. <laughs> Hello. And this is my cousin, Craig. And he wants to do a FaceTime with you. Hi, Craig. <laughs> We're very grateful that you got up at this hour. Oh, man, I'm still in bed, man. I'm not even here. <laughs> nice. No, no, I'm, I'm honored to be here. This is so cool. I love that Jerry really and Kevin stopped by the show. I know. And, we feel very special. And, uh, oh, I feel special that you guys talk to me. I'm not joking, <laughs> and I'm not trying to blow smoke when I say, yeah. and I told these guys before you were even in the room, that I think you're one of the greatest actors of our generation. Wow. And I you. think that there are a lot of actors, especially guys like you, who you had so many of these small roles, and they just you made them bigger than life. And I don't even know how many people are aware of this sometimes often it's after the fact when they get these lifetime achievement awards but i don't think you get enough credit for what you do in your craft and thank you for sharing your talent with us well thank you man that's that's why i'm here and that's why i'm I'm traveling across the country is is to connect with people and and to hopefully make them laugh in real time because that's you know like you know some of the stuff people may know me for like you know i've been making i've been in people's living rooms not in a creepy way but just performing and I just haven't been able to see, you know, them laugh. And now I get it. But also for me, selfishly, to be honest with you, it this is all my material. And I've been doing other people's material. So this is like my coming out party. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. Right. yeah Directing, like, producing, you're doing it all. I was just going to say, that's got to feel good. Like when you're in the room and you're getting that instant reaction that you don't necessarily get on a screen. You know, right. you don't have an audience when you're on the set of a TV show or right. a movie, right? Exactly. So this is this is incredibly fun. And like... You know, I, I've been looking for freedom creatively for my whole life. So it's like, be careful what you wish for. Life many, is good, man. Life, life is, is good. good. I'm living a dream. Yeah. Thank you again, thank Jeremy you. Piven. Thank you for having me. Thank you. It was good great night. having you. Well, Jeremy Piven's Cincinnati shows have already taken place, but he'll continue touring the U.S. through the end of 2019. In fact, you can still catch him at upcoming Midwest shows this summer in Cleveland. Uh, Indianapolis, Chicago, Lexington, and Detroit. In fact, if you want to find out where he's headed next, go to jeremy-piven.com. That's jeremy-piven.com. That's it for this week's Person of Interest. Until next time, I'm Jeff Thomas. Thanks for listening. These are the people behind the stories that matter to you. Thanks for listening to Q102's Person of Interest with Jeff Thomas. Yeah.